local leaders, top stories, the news that matters most to you. The News Drive at 5 with host Patrick Reynolds starts now. Welcome to the News Drive at 5 here on this Thursday, February 15th, 2024, 5.06 p.m. Eastern Time. Patrick Reynolds on the ride home with you here at WSIC News Talk Radio. You just heard Dollars and Cents hosted by Joshua Doby right here on WSIC every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. You can hear Dollars and Cents brought to you by North Main Financial out of Cornelius, Joshua's company, but Joshua Doby, a great host, great partner here at WSIC News Talk Radio. Don't miss Dollars and Cents Thursdays, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on WSIC News. In local headlines, the top five at five news stories that we are tracking for you tonight here on the News Drive at Five. A Virginia woman is facing drug charges after an Iredell County Sheriff stop. Charlotte residents are charged with Lincoln County break-ins. Early voting began today. Statesville Police Department welcomed five new officers. And the Lake Norman Lingbia Project moves forward. All this and more coming up tonight on the News Drive at 5. And we have our first caller on the line. I'm going to bet this is Yolanda from ICATS with our traffic report. Hello, Yolanda. Hi, Patrick. How are you this evening? Doing well, doing well. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful on a spring-like day. Yeah, gorgeous weather out there. How's everybody doing driving along on their way home? Um... Uh, so traffic on traffic on 77 southbound is hectic. So we have our usual um, backup congestion over the Lake Norman bridges. Then we have stop and go from exit 25 up to um, Pineville Matthews. Then it opens up after that. Um, northbound, we had um, stop and go at exit 31 from exit 31 back to like mile market like. 30-something, 30 32, I think it was. Okay. But other than that, everything was moving pretty well till I got to uh, Brookshire, Brookshire Freeway and 85. Okay. We had some congestion, some, some congestion <laughs> over there, getting tongue-tied. No incidents to report, just our usual, uh, looks like just volume, the, the usual, rush hour. Yes, just the usual volume, rush hour volume. And um, no other incidents have I, I have not seen. Well, that's good news that there's nothing out there like that, just general congestion. I'll take that on a random Thursday. Yolanda, on we a think, random Thursday. Yeah. This post-Valentine's Day, hopefully everybody's feeling good from a nice romantic night last night, and they're having a smooth, calm, and uh, attention-filled ride home. So thank you, Yolanda. Yes. We appreciate the update. That's no problem, Patrick. You guys have a good evening. That's your ICAST traffic report. Thank you so much. On this Thursday evening. Yeah, love Have it. a good night. Have a good night, Yolanda. Appreciate it. Yolanda with ICATS with your traffic report. Just to recap what she said, 7-day-7 southbound. As she said, quote, is a little hectic. 
Uh, we've got some uh, the Lake Norman bridges, those causeways going over the water, some congestion near exit 25, also some congestion northbound 77 uh, near exit 31, back to the Brookshire Freeway, also got some congestion. Fortunately, no incidents to report, just natural rush hour traffic, so everybody please pay attention, eyes up, ears open. And go forward, be safe, get home safely to your families. But thanks to iCats and Yolanda for the update. We will also have our ticket giveaway a little bit later in the show, the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show, February 23, 4, and 5 at the Park Expo and Conference Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. We're going to give away a four-pack of winning tickets to one lucky caller this evening, Craig Conover of Bravo's hit series Southern Charm will be appearing at the show February 23rd and February 24th. So Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show, four-pack of winning tickets coming up in about 30 minutes from now. 844-STUDIO-4, get you right in here to talk to us here on the News Drive at 5, 844-788-3464. To our news headlines tonight in Iredell County, a Virginia woman faces drug trafficking charges after the vehicle she was traveling in was stopped by an Iredell County Sheriff's Office deputy. Sheriff Darren Campbell announced the arrest of McCallie Mead, age 23, of St. Paul, Virginia. Mead was traveling in a vehicle stopped by Deputy Green in the 1400 block of West Memorial Highway in Harmony. The vehicle matched the description of one of a suspicious vehicle. Deputy Green became suspicious of drug activity in the vehicle after talking further with Mead and passenger Patrick Martin. Deputies developed probable cause to search the vehicle. During a search of the vehicle, Deputy Garcia, who had arrived to assist with the stop, located over 7.5 grams of heroin and several items of drug paraphernalia. While searching criminal databases for information on the two suspects, the deputies learned that Martin had an outstanding order for arrest in Cabarrus County. Deputies arrested both suspects and transported them to the Iredell County Detention Center. Meade was charged with felony trafficking opium or heroin by transport, felony trafficking opium or heroin by possession, felony possession with intent to sell and deliver a Schedule I controlled substance, misdemeanor simple possession of a Schedule Three controlled substance, and two misdemeanor drug offenses. She appeared before Magistrate Calejas, who issued a $250,000 secure bond on her charges. Martin received a $1,500 secure bond for the outstanding order for arrest. Lincoln County Sheriff's deputies have arrested one man and will charge a second person who is a juvenile in connection with multiple break-ins in the Denver area. On Friday, February 9th, Lincoln County Sheriff's detectives began receiving reports of vehicle break-ins that occurred overnight in the area around Natalie Commons Drive in Denver. As the investigation continued, detectives tracked some of the stolen items to a location in Charlotte. Lincoln County Sheriff's Office detectives, with the assistance of the Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Department Metro Division Criminal Reduction Unit, executed a search warrant at a residence in the 2400 block of Senior Drive in Charlotte. Officers tracked some of the stolen items from the Lincoln County vehicle break-ins to this location. During the search, officers seized multiple stolen items, including two handguns, 
various driver's licenses, credit and debit cards, wallets, purses, and other personal items. Detective Estrada took one adult, Demontre Harris, age 25, of Charlotte, into custody and will be seeking charges for the juvenile with the North Carolina Department of Juvenile Justice. Harris is charged with two felony counts of breaking and entering a motor vehicle with larceny, one felony count of breaking and entering a motor vehicle, eight felony counts of financial card theft, and one felony count of larceny of a firearm. Harris was taken before a Lincoln County magistrate and placed in the Harvin A. Krause Detention Center under a $5,000 secure bond. During the investigation, detectives recognized other potential victims from other jurisdictions and will be following up with those agencies. The investigation is continuing and other charges are possible. Anyone with information on the break-ins is asked to contact Detective Estrada at the Lincoln County Communications Center or the Lincoln County Crime Stoppers. News Drive at 5 will continue shortly. I am Patrick Reynolds. We will be back right after this. Call in now to speak with Patrick Reynolds on the News Drive at 5. The number to dial is 844-STUDIO-4. WSIC. Local starts here. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5 here on this Thursday, February 15th, 2024. Patrick Reynolds hosting and thankful for all of you to be on the ride with us on this News Drive at 5 on WSIC News Talk. We've got a four-pack of winning tickets coming up to the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show February 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Park Expo and Conference Center in Charlotte. Craig Conover of Bravo's hit series Southern Charm will be on hand. He will be appearing Friday, February 23rd, and Saturday, February 24th. Four-pack of winning tickets coming up in about a half an hour. 844-STUDIO-4, 844-788-3464. If you want to join the conversation anytime tonight here on the News Drive at 5. Back to headlines tonight around Lake Norman. The primary election season is upon us with in-person voting, early voting, beginning today ahead of Tuesday's March 5th election. Names that the familiar local litter the ballots, the Council of State and Federal Offices, which, along with county commissioner and school board seats, make up the majority of the races being contested here in 2024. At the state level, Davidson's Natasha Marcus, a state senator who currently represents North Carolina Senate District 41, is one of two candidates seeking the Democratic Party's nomination in the race to become North Carolina Commissioner of Insurance. Mooresville's Robert Brawley is one of three Republicans, including incumbent Mike Causey, seeking their party's nomination for the office. The other cabinet office with a familiar face on the ballot is North Carolina Auditor, where former Cornelius Mayor and State Senator Jeff Tart is one of six Republicans vying for the position. Local seats in the North Carolina General Assembly up for grabs this year include the realigned North Carolina Senate District 37, which won't be featured on the primary ballot. Incumbent Republican Vicki Sawyer of Mooresville and Davidson Democrat Kate Compton Barr will square off for the position in November. 
in the House. Lincoln County, North Carolina, Representative Jason Sane, a Republican, is unopposed in his bid for re-election in North Carolina House District 97. Elsewhere, Davidson's Beth Gardner-Helfrich and Lisa Jewell will vie for the Democratic Party's nomination in North Carolina House District 98. Former Huntersville Mayor Melinda Bales will be the Republican nominee as she faces no opposition in the party. A primary won't be necessary in North Carolina House District 95, where a pair of Mooresville residents, Republican Todd Carver and Democrat Mike Robinson, are already looking ahead to their showdown in November. Two federal races also feature local flavor, including the battle to succeed longtime U.S. House District 10 Representative Patrick McHenry, who isn't seeking re-election. Mooresville's Gray Mills, the current North Carolina House District 95 representative in the state legislature, will be joined by Davidson's Charles Eller and Troutman's Brooke McGowan among the five candidates seeking the Republican Party's nomination for the seat. The other, which is U.S. House District 8, features John Bradford of Cornelius, who currently represents North Carolina House District 98. The Republican primary election features six candidates vying for the nomination. At the local level, seven Republicans are vying for three seats on the Lincoln County Board of Commissioners. Elsewhere in Lincoln County, Republicans Heather Ryan and Ann Samuelson are running for an at-large seat on the school board. In Mecklenburg County, incumbent Democrat Elaine Powell and Republican Aaron Marin will face off to represent District 1, which is in North Mecklenburg, on the county commission. Arthur Griffin Jr., Pat Cotham, Lee Altman, and Blake Van Leer and Yvette Townsend Ingram are running for an at-large seat on the board. Incumbent Republicans Melissa Nieder, Gene Halp, and Scotty Brown will be challenged by Richard Coleman, Angela Matthews, Brad Howard, and William Compton Jr. in the Aradell Board of Commissioners primary. Democratic candidates in the race are Beverly Maurice and Brian Adams. In Aradell County, commissioners on Wednesday night began turning their attention to establish the county's budget priorities for fiscal year 2024 and 2025. Framing the discussion during the Board of Commissioners' winter planning retreat were projections that the local economy will remain strong and 20,000-plus new homes will continue moving through the development pipeline. For the commissioners, that means planning for increased demands for classroom space and essential services like law enforcement, emergency medical services, public health, and social services. County Manager Beth Mull said, quote, this is growth. This is what it looks like being one of the fastest-growing counties in North Carolina, end quote. Iredell County property tax revenues are expected to increase by about $8 million to $211 million by fiscal year 24 and 25, while sales tax revenues are projected to increase by about $1.25 million, which will bring it up to $61 million. This is from Assistant Finance Director Caroline Taylor. Meanwhile, department heads have requested funding for 98 new full-time positions and the reclassification of 116 employees to higher-paying classifications. The total cost of filling all these requests would be $7.1 million, stressing that those departmental requests, which she called unprecedented, 
had not yet been vetted. Mull said that all of the requests would not be indulged in the proposed budget. But many of the positions, including 41 for EMS and 33 for the Department of Social Services, are needed to deal with an increased demand for the services. More than 4,000 Iredell County residents have been added to the Medicaid rolls since December, which is swamping the DSS staff. And EMS, which is already dealing with staff burnout amid staffing challenges, continues to see double-digit increases for service. More growth is coming. Planning Director Matthew Todd told commissioners that the county, Mooresville, Statesville, and Harmony had received over 4,200 building permits for housing units in 2023. Combined with residential projects that are already approved, there are about 20,000 housing units in the pipeline, Todd said. Commissioners expressed some frustration that the municipal boards continue to approve high-density developments that increase the demand for new schools and other services that those boards do not have to fund. While Munn did not propose specifics, she said budgeting money for employee raises is critical to helping the county government remain competitive. With more than 1,200 employees, an across-the-board increase of 1% would cost the county $780,000. Mull said, quote, the decisions this board has made to increase employees' salaries in recent years are paying off, but we can't get complacent, end quote. Commissioners did not discuss requests for the county's capital needs during Wednesday's retreat. That discussion, officials said, will be delayed until ISS officials provide information on bids for the construction of Weathers Creek High School. Voters approved an $80 million bond referendum for the new school, and commissioners have agreed to borrow another $40 million. But previous cost estimates have approached $200 million. While the county has traditionally borrowed money to pay for school construction, the long-standing policy of the Board of Commissioners is to save money for non-school projects. That means if the bids for Weathers Creek come in substantially higher than $120 million, money set aside for other county capital projects would likely be diverted to pay for the new school. The board began setting aside money for future school construction in the current budget, earmarking $10 million for a future elementary school. By saving money for the school construction and then paying cash, the county could save about $30 million in interest payments that could be used for other capital needs. In Statesville, five new police department officers were sworn in yesterday during a ceremony in Statesville City Hall. Chief David Unley presented, presided over the event. Introduced his officer, while Mayor Costi Cote had the honor of administering the oath. The new officers are Wadrina Ely, Callie Adams, Hayden Harkey, Orion Mathis, and Justin Thuft. Welcome all these new Statesville officers. Down in Cornelius, the community-organized Cornelius Water Project announced that the 2024 Lingbia Eradication Project for Lake Norman has been fully funded. Investments from Charlotte Water, the City of Charlotte, and Duke Energy, along with Catawba, Iredell, Lincoln, and Mecklenburg counties, have provided all the funding required for the 2024 treatments. Some $15,000 had already been raised, mostly from private individuals with some relationship to the lake, 
But now local governments and agencies are stepping in and the $15,000 will be returned to private donors. The initiative to raise awareness of the threat to Lake Norman water quality began last September when Bob Watson, a Cornelius resident, saw a black sludge-like mat floating on the water in the cove behind his home. Watson gathered federal, state, and local government officials, along with community leaders and concerned citizens, to meet with representatives from Charlotte Water and Duke Energy. Bob Menzel, another Cornelius resident, attended the meeting, and the two men quickly recognized the Lingbia bacteria that presented a clear and present danger to Lake Norman water quality. Together, they began a campaign to raise awareness and build support to confront and combat the problem. The North Carolina State University estimated $60,000 would be needed to treat Lingbia in Lake Norman in 2024. Full funding was confirmed at the monthly meeting of the Lake Norman Marine Commission, which said it would manage project funding and administration in partnership with North Carolina State at the Aquatic Plant Management Program. News Drive at 5 will continue on. Patrick Reynolds, thank you for being here. WSIC News continues right after this. Keep it here. We'll be back with more of the News Drive at 5 with Patrick straight ahead on 1059 100.7 WSIC. It's the News Drive at 5 with Patrick Reynolds on 1059 100.7 WSIC. Local starts here. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5, Thursday, February 15th, 2024. Patrick Reynolds on your ride home at 5.35 p.m. Eastern Time. We're going to give away tickets to the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show in about 10 minutes from now, February 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Park Expo and Conference Center in Charlotte. Craig Conover of Bravo's hit series Southern Charm will be appearing at the show February 23rd and Saturday, February 24th. We got a four-pack of winning tickets to one lucky winner coming up in about 10 minutes. 844-STUDIO-4 or 844-788-3464. Get you right in if you'd like to chat about the news headlines or get prepared to dial to win up that four-pack of tickets. Back to the news drive at five headlines this evening in Lincoln County. There will be sports lighting upgrades throughout the school district in the wake of action taken by the Board of Education. The board awarded Moscow Sports Lighting the contract for a $4.1 million project to equip the outdoor athletic facilities at all four Lincoln County high schools with LED lighting. The district opened bids for the project in December 2023, and three bids were received. However, one of the bids did not meet bond requirements. Instead of rebidding the project, Musco was recommended for the contract by way of a cooperative purchasing contract through Sourcewell. A state grant will fund $4 million of the cost of the project. Board Chair Heather Ryan noted that $29,000 has been cut from the project from the original $4.165 million estimate. Ryan issued a thank you to State Representative Jason Sane and to State Senator Ted Alexander for their help to secure this $4 million for our athletic fields. 
The soccer field at North Lincoln is not included in the project. The terms of the contract call for the football fields to be equipped with new lighting by July 1st, and the completion date for other facilities will be discussed at a post-bid interview. In a related action, the school board awarded a bid of $283,000 to Michael M. Quickle Jr. of Rock Hill, South Carolina, to construct new tennis courts at East Lincoln High School. Quickle submitted the low bid on the project. The funding for the tennis courts breaks down to a grant of $155,000 from Lowe's Home Improvement, a $55,000 grant from the United States Tennis Association, over $43,000 comes from North Carolina Athletic Upgrades, and a $30,000 allocation from East Lincoln High Athletics. The bid deadline was extended three times through November of 2023, and one bid went over budget. The bid deadline was extended twice more, the last time through January of this year. Elsewhere, the board approved the recommendations of an ad hoc policy review committee. The committee began a comprehensive review of all district policies in December 2023 and met January 19th to continue the work. The reviewed policies cover all areas of facilities, including site selection, design, construction, and maintenance. Elsewhere, the board recognized dozens of students in the district for outstanding achievement. One of them was Grayson Turner, a fifth grader at Battleground Elementary, who won the district spelling bee and will advance to the regional competition March 17th at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. News from Huntersville. A fast-growing company has plans for a 70,000-square-foot headquarters, an innovation hub and warehouse complex on Chartown Drive, just south of the new Lake Norman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Dealership and Life Fellowship Church. Logistics specializes in reverse logistics, the process that manages the return of products from consumers or retailers to the manufacturer. The company has between 45 and 60 employees. Logistics project comes from the Cornelius Pre-Development Review Committee on Friday. Plans for extension of nearby Lake Pines Drive will also be discussed. In Cornelius... Energy United officials visited the Smithville neighborhood after donating $10,000 to the Smithville Community Coalition for critical safety repairs in the historic African-American community. In 2023, the Energy United Foundation donated a total of $900,000 in grants to individuals, families, and nonprofits. This grant funding will be used for critical home repairs outside of the scope of work, provided by Habitat for Humanity. In Mooresville, the Mooresville Lake Norman Club Rotarians presented a $2,000 check to Welcome Home Veterans Military Museum. The presentation was made by two of the club members who are Vietnam veterans. During the past year, Rotary Club of Mooresville Lake Norman has proudly been affiliated with Welcome Home Veterans Military Museum at Richard's Coffee Shop in downtown Mooresville and holds one of its weekly meetings with the veterans. This is one of three checks distributed to the community in the past month. Other recipients were HealthReach Community Clinic, a free clinic that provides health services to Iredell County neighbors in need, and the Scholarship Tuition for At-Risk Students program, a community service project started and sponsored in 1997 
by the Rotary Club of Mooresville Lake Norman. The scholarships makes available college tuition or trade school scholarships for talented and motivated middle school students who are determined to be seriously at risk to drop out of school before their expected graduation in the 12th grade. Rotary Club of Mooresville Lake Norman is a small but mighty 25-member club comprised of a group of local business people and professionals, which is part of Rotary International, a community service organization founded in Chicago in 1905. Members of a Rotary Club are called Rotarians. Their motto is service above self. In Lake Norman, Operation North State supporters and volunteers are encouraging Lake Norman area residents, organizations, and businesses to help support the ninth annual Lake Norman Top Shelf Fishing Festival. The event will be held Thursday, April 18th at the Pinnacle Access Ramp on Highway 150. Maria Baptist Church will host the early dinner and more fellowship at 4 p.m. following the festival's 2 p.m. weigh-in. The festival, which is part of the 2024 Top Shelf Fishing Season, will host 65 wounded warriors and disabled veterans for a day of fishing and developing new friendship. Operation North State founder Terry Snyder said, quote, There is nothing else like the festival's schedule in the country, utilizing eight different venues to treat these special Americans to a great day on the water. The wounded warriors and disabled veterans are excited to have the opportunity to go fishing with some of the state's premier and tournament fishermen. Likewise, our fishing host boaters tell us how honored they are to be part of the event and giving back. This year, Operation North State will host eight fishing festivals throughout North Carolina. The festivals kick the season off at Lake Norman on April 18th, followed by events at Baden Lake, Jordan Lake, Randleman Lake, Moorhead City, High Rock Lake, Oak Island, and Atlantic Beach. Also in Mooresville, while a church building burned down is not normally a cause for celebration, this Mooresville Scouts Eagle Project was not the usual run-of-the-mill project. For his Eagle Project, Joshua Hay, who is a member of Troop 169, chose a unique venture to fill the project. He attended Eastside Baptist Church, and the church was desirous of having their original auditorium removed. Hay didn't consider demolition as an option. Instead, he approached the South Arrowdale Volunteer Fire Department and seeing if they would consider removing the building via a trained burn, and they were more than happy to oblige. Hay said the Eagle Project needed me to be able to help the community and be active with not just the church, but helping other organizations as well. This helped both the church and the fire department. Cool story. Coming up on the News Drive at 5, we'll have our ticket giveaway. Update on what's coming up here on WSIC News Talk as well. Patrick Reynolds here. We'll be back right after this. The News Drive at 5 will be back shortly on 1059 100.7 WSIC. Local starts here. The News Drive at 5 continues now on 1059 100.7 WSIC. Here's your host, Patrick Reynolds. News Drive at 5 back here on WSIC News Talk Radio. Patrick Reynolds taking you home tonight. 
on this Thursday, February 15th, 2024, 5.48 p.m. Eastern Time. And it is time for the four-pack ticket giveaway for the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show at the Park Expo and Conference Center in Charlotte, February 23rd, 4th, and 5th. And you could see, I won't say you will, you could see Craig Conover of Bravo's hit series Southern Charm as he will be appearing at the show Friday, February 23rd, and Saturday, February 24th. Winner right now, 844-STUDIO-4, 844-788-3464. I got a four-pack of tickets free to go to the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show right now. We've got some cool stuff coming up for you to let you know about before the end of the show. Back to our News Drive at 5 headlines right now. In Davidson, in a large January group meeting, Unity in Community for North Mecklenburg gave the first Lindsay R. Wallace Jr. Ph.D. Excellence Award to an individual and an organization who exemplified Lindsay's strength of character, his commitment to racial equality, justice for all, diversity and inclusion, and his support of UIC. Adrian Wallace, Lindsay's wife of 37 years, gave a speech before handing out the individual award to Michelle Goglia. Michelle is the facilitator of UIC's small group Heart to Heart, co-chair of, UIC, of UIC's supporter committee, and a member of UIC's social justice committee. She received the award for her dedication and enthusiastic participation in all things unity and community. Former UIC President Pam Jones gave the organizational award to the Ada Jenkins Center. Leslie Wilson accepted the award on behalf of the center, an organization that has been on the forefront of justice and racial equity throughout its history and has been an active collaborator and partner of UIC since the beginning. In Huntersville, Bourbon and Boots, a Giving Spirit Foundation's premier fundraising event, presents an unforgettable night of Southern charm. The Bourbon and Boots is much-anticipated fundraiser event. It's hosted by a Giving Spirit Foundation is back and promises an unforgettable evening of philanthropy and entertainment with a Southern flair. The event, known for its live music, dancing under the lights in signature cowboy boots, will take place on Friday, March 22nd at Magnolia Woods in Huntersville. The bourbon tasting experience has been a resounding success with attendees enjoying the rich and diverse world of bourbon. Building on that success, AGSF introduced a bubbles experience last year for those who prefer champagne and sparkling wine. The bubbles experiences promises a journey through premium bubbly selections. Guests have the option to indulge in either the bourbon or bubbles experience, or better yet, you can enjoy the best of both worlds. Exclusive access to dedicated tasting room accompanies each experience, ensuring a unique and intimate setting for all attendees. AGSF Bubbles Bourbon and Boots is set to be an event that combines entertainment with the spirit of giving. Tickets, tables, and tasting experiences are available for purchase now at the website, for a Giving Spirit Foundation. Now, a Giving Spirit Foundation was founded in 2008 in honor of a Davidson mother diagnosed with ALS. A Giving Spirit Foundation has been dedicated to supporting local mothers facing financial struggles 
after receiving devastating health news. The foundation provides grants to alleviate the burdens of housing utilities, household expenses, and medical bills. Well, News Dive at 5 is coming up close to 6 o'clock tonight, and we want to prepare you and let you know that tomorrow, Friday, February the 16th, we have a new series starting. It will be the News Drive at 5 conversation series. I sit down one-on-one and have a talk with a local newsmaker. And tomorrow, I will spend one hour chatting with Melissa Nieder, Iredell County Commissioner Chair and on the ticket for the primary to be reelected. She's an incumbent. Uh, primary coming up March the 5th. Tomorrow, February 16th at 5 p.m., the News Drive at 5 conversation series. I go one-on-one with Melissa Nieder, and we talk for the entire show. Also tomorrow, through the magic of radio, Friday, February 16th, I will be MC and host for Hot Rods and Hops. It is located in Mooresville at RevFast, which is the, a shop inside the late Apex Storage Solutions. This is in Cayuga Drive in Mooresville at the Talbert Point Business Park. It is located, Dale Jr.'s shop is close by, Casey Kane's Sprint Car Shop is close by, uh, NASCAR Tech is close by. So if you're familiar with that office park, please come to the Late Apex Storage Solutions tomorrow night for Hot Rods and Hops. It is the first outdoor event for Waves Entertainment for the year. Uh, monthly car show. It'll be the fir- third Friday of every month now right through November. Music, food, drinks, cars, bikes, bunch of cool people. I will be your MC, and I will be doing that as we have a pre-recorded conversation with myself and Melissa Nieder at 5 p.m. tomorrow for the News Drive at 5 conversation series. I would recommend everybody listen to the News Drive at 5 conversation series on your way to Hot Rods and Hops in Mooresville. And coming up right after this show tonight will be the scoreboard with Joe Berg, who has had one hard-working day as an engineer and a radio show host. Buddy, I don't think I've ever seen you hustle at work this hard ever, but today was a day for you. Today's it, it is a day, and it's going to be a long one. It's not going to end that. Yeah, way. you're welcome. Well into the night today. Well yeah. into the night. Yeah. We're going to have a fun time. You are going to. This is fun, even though it's how hard do we work. And the, the, the challenges and solutions we have to find in, like, no time flat. I do enjoy what we do. It's a lot of fun. It's not a cubicle. No. I've lived that world. No, That's all that you. matters. No, 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 no. Thank you. So what is up with the scoreboard tonight? Have you put a show together for us yet? <laughs> have you been able to squeeze that in? Well, I, as I will hint to uh, some people who will be tuned in if they're sticking around after your sure. show, I, uh, as this show started, I was saying I haven't even had time to prepare. Uh, but yes, we do have some things put together here. There's actually a lot going on in the world of sports, as there always mm-hmm. is. We're going to update the high school basketball scene, uh, some women's NCAA basketball mm-hmm. updates, and a big baseball update that just got announced yep. about five minutes ago or so, which is a uh, you know awesome for me. <laughs> <laughs> Gave you some material, a yes. little bit, a little yes. bit. As promised last night, I have my picks for the rest. I won't call it speed weeks. It's speed days now down in Daytona. But I I have it because I was oh so far away with my front row picks last night. (laughs) 
Close, but no cigar. Close, but not even close. Nah, I wouldn't even, even, I wouldn't even. However, the rest of the week, I've put my thinking cap on for Daytona Speedway. I've got everything figured out. I've got the perfect call for all of them. I'll give you all the winners right here. You got all right, let's hear it. Okay. The Daytona Duel tonight. Yep. Race one. Yep. Your winner's Kyle Larson. Okay. Race two. Yep. Kyle Bush. Kyle and Kyle you got show. A Kyle, you got a Kyle Squared show. Kyle and Kyle show. The truck race tomorrow night. Okay. Ben Rhodes. Not a bad pick. The ARCA race Saturday afternoon. Tanner Gray. Okay. Is going to win the ARCA race. The Xfinity race. Frankie Muniz. No. Ah. Although it's not it's not that crazy of an idea. It isn't. <laughs> it's a plate race, and I'll tell you, in, in ARCA last year, he held his own. He did. He did. He held he had a respectable rookie year in ARCA. However, I'm not picking him to win. I'm gonna go with Cole Custer. Okay. And Sunday's five hundred. Drummel, my pick for the Daytona five hundred. Not a good qualifying lap. He's starting in close to the back of his duel tonight. But I'm taking on Sunday your Daytona 500 winner. Check with me Monday, Tyler Reddick. Oh, that's that's an interesting pick. I'm taking Tyler Reddick to win the Daytona 500. That's a really interesting pick. Yeah. Yeah, Uh Uh-huh. Have you put as much thought into this as I have? Probably not. You're barely getting to a show tonight. I do have a winner and a champion, actually. But I'm not going to reveal that on this show today or today on my show. What I'm going to do is I'm going to wait for the conversation that I had with a Steve Post yeah. from MRN, where we discussed the 500 winner and the possible champion. I made my prediction with him. Okay. That'll be airing tomorrow. Tomorrow, the pre-Daytona weekend. The pre-Daytona weekend. While you're doing that, I'll be at Hot Rods and Hops in Mooresville at, uh, at the late Apex storage units. So we got a real car designed Friday Absolutely. night for the two, uh, two of us. Absolutely. You know, Posty's up from our neck of the woods. He's a Pennsylvania native. He is, yeah. Dirt track guy, and uh, he's like the the MRN pit road guru he now. Is. So, uh, he is. That's, that alone, your show's good every night. I encourage everybody that listens to the new Driving Five, please stick around for the scoreboard every single night, because Joe will keep you informed, local and national news. But you talking to Postman? Oh, that's money in the bank, man. I want to hear that. It was an electric conversation. So so much. I've got, we've got about a minute left here, Les. Tomorrow night, 5 p.m., the News Drive at 5 conversation series, our first in that series within yes. a series, that debuts. I will talk one-on-one with Melissa Nieder. I will be at uh, Cayuga Drive in Mooresville at a- Late Apex Storage Solutions for Hot Rods and Hops. You, 6 p.m., you're going to talk with Steve Post from MRN. All things Daytona in the 500. And your pick, Joe Berg's pick for the 500 and a championship. Definitely stick around for that because he had a wonderful story about Frankie Muniz in Arca Car <laughs> at Daytona. So Everybody, you're going to have to tune in to hear that. Where else are you going to go? WSIC News Talk. Put the dial on, rip the knob off, leave it there. This is where it's at. Go, it's good to talk to you, Joe. Thank you so much for being with us. News Drive at 5. I am Patrick Reynolds. Talk to you tomorrow at 5 with Melissa Nieder. Good night, everybody. Serving you better than ever before. 105.9, 100.7. WSIC, Statesville, Morrisville, North Charlotte.